This weekend of the box office, Spider-Man thwipped his way back to the top spot while two movies you haven't heard of came out. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 184th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and say what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And not only have I not heard of The King's Daughter... The king hasn't even heard of the king's daughter. That's how underseen it was. I see. Give me a rim shot. Uh, the bald guy from Letterman whose name escapes me, and I apologize for that. Paul Schaefer. Paul, yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Give me a ring shot. Paul Schaefer. A ring shot. That's a new one. Uh, king Louis the Fourteenth's quest for immortality leads him to capture and steal a mermaid's life force, a move that is further complicated by his illegitimate daughter's discovery of the creature. <laughs> I love that. He steals a mermaid's life force, which is then further complicated. Yeah. Is that, that's pretty straightforward stuff by the book. But then there's a twist. I Let's get into our top five, shall we? I, you and I, we saw Drive My Car last weekend. Pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And while it does have nothing to do with the British uh, pop band of yore, I have decided to rank my five favorite Beatles songs. Okay. And this I've done uh, focusing specifically on the ones that are uh, like important to me personally, you know, not trying to get their true like great big hits, hits, uh, you know, across the universe, uh, day in the life. Hey Jude, things like that do not appear on this list. Great hey songs. Jude doesn't. Wow. No. Uh, great songs though they may be. I was uh, reaching for a little more, uh, a little more interesting stuff though there is uh, obviously still some big hits on here. Uh, number five, Here Comes the Sun. Mm-hmm. I uh, truly one of my favorites as it uh, obviously it's on this list. Uh, one of George Harrison's. I uh, didn't write as many songs as the big two. Well, more than Ringo. Uh, but I feel like he pretty much hit big on all the ones he did. I, uh, I've always found Here Comes the Sun to just be very, like, it's it's a it's a very simple, straightforward message. The uh, the goodness is dawning uh, kind of thing. But it just really hits for me. It always, it always makes me feel good every time I hear it. Number four is Oh Darling, uh, which I believe, oh, I should double check this. I think that comes off Abbey Road. Uh, just a great, uh, like a great, Beatles relative hard rock song. Uh, I think it's Paul singing on that. It goes really hard. It's just a, a great a, a great listen. A lot of fun every time. Number three, I went Baby You're a Rich Man, which is a, you know, a great song, but important to me primarily because of its appearance at the end of The Social Network. Sure. Uh, not, a, not a ton of Beatles movies, Beatles music in movies outside of actual Beatles movies. And yesterday, uh, Baby You're a Rich Man was just a just a great needle drop at the end of one of the all-time movies. Uh, and I still think about it to this day, so it gets at a spot on the list. Number two, uh, probably the biggest uh, song on this list, In My Life, I think is, uh, you know, they've written a million love songs, I think is their best, is one of the, uh, one of the greatest love songs ever written. It's very, very simple, very effective. And number one, uh, Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. Which, uh, yes, I think will come as no surprise I'm to you. I'm surprised that Octopus one didn't make it on there. Well, there's a uh, that's the problem with ranking your five favorite Beatles songs. 
is that I could probably do 30 of songs that I just fucking love. Noxbus's Garden is great, but, uh, you know, only five can make the cut. Uh, Rocky Raccoon, a lot of fun, has been kind of my favorite, just like fun Beatles song for pretty much my whole life. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is my list. Apologies to the biggest song that didn't make the cut, but almost did come together. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I, uh, let's get into our actual top five. Okay. Uh, unless you have any, uh, Beatles thoughts of your own. No, there's too many of there them. There are too many. You can't really do that off the cuff. I, uh, let's just talk some movies. Spider-Man No Way Home, as you said, went back to the number one spot on the list. It made $14 million. It's a thirty point three percent drop. That is up to seven hundred and twenty point eight million. Scream fell to number two with twelve point two million. That was a fifty nine point three percent drop. That's up to fifty one point one. Sing two came in at number three with five point seven million. It's a twenty eight percent drop. One hundred and twenty eight point four total. Redeeming Love, one of those movies you mentioned in the opener, uh, opened at number four with three point five million. And The King's Man came in at number five with $1.7 million, a 19.5% drop. That's up to $31.5 million total. Okay, uh, nothing really happened in the box office. We'll save that for later. Our feature presentation, let's look ahead to the year that we're in now, 2022. What do we think is going to happen box office-wise, audience attendance-wise? You know, not really going to be predicting what's going to move and what's going to stay, but more so... Do we think this trend will continue of people only coming out for franchise fare? Uh, are older moviegoers going to continue to stay home? Uh, what is the, the year? What do we think trends? Well, here's a, here's the way I've chosen to look at it. Uh-huh. I, and obviously, big caveat, I, truly, who knows? Anything could happen. Another big variant could come in and squash all this. But I think... A, a the I think most optimistic way I've chosen to look at this is that despite the uh, sort of temporary recovery and then recession due to Omicron, movies never quite re-reached the level of just kind of like a normal passive uh, part of the rotation for people, uh, which we saw in like truly only the event movies mm-hmm. uh, hitting big. Because uh, Spider-Man is something you will go out of your way for, but uh, House of Gucci isn't. Even though, like, that did fine. It's not a great example, but you know what I mean. Uh, all of the ones that right. just didn't quite uh, didn't quite hit. So I think, barring another uh, another variant, another uh, calamitous twist of fate, we could get to the point where the tentpole movies, and there are some big ones coming this year. Uh, sort of create the uh, create the momentum, give the industry the inertia it needs, that people start thinking again of just the movies as a thing to do rather than a specific movie as a thing to do. So I think it could it it will just be the tent poles to start off with, but we get a uh, we rattle off a couple of hits in a row, we might be able to build some momentum and get some of these little guys some love. Which would make me very happy because there's uh, there's some little guys coming to love. Do you know why they call it a tentpole? I uh, because they watched the first film first while camping, and if it makes them happy, then they release it. No. Damn. 
certain that was right. Yeah. Why do they call it a tent pole, Brian? It's the plan is that these tent poles will make so much money that they will essentially pay for and cover the smaller movie studio releases that might lose money. They will, uh, for instance, just to pick a metaphor, kind of hold up and structure right. the industry. Interesting, interesting. And it's interesting that that usually means that they'll do that for a studio. It's interesting that, at least last year, the temples were doing that for movie theaters. Yes. They, not, not just their studios, sure. but... A bigger tent. Right. Spider-Man selling as many tickets and as much popcorn and soda as it did is holding up theaters... Uh, for all the movies that didn't do as well. Yeah, I mean, I hope at least by summer we're in a more stable place, and especially enough for adult moviegoers to kind of venture out and 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 take, hopefully it's not a risk then, but certainly take that risk. I, I, I think that we are going to get to a place where something like, maybe not necessarily The Last Duel, just because it's so long and kind of grim, but something like a, uh, I don't even have a better example, like a... Can I can I give you one that is also probably pretty long and grim? Sure. I, I would love it. It's my dream of dreams. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not, even, not even my dream of dreams? No, I know what you're going to say. You don't think the Northman can no. make $25 million? Total? 25 to 30? Yeah. Total? Yeah. yeah. Probably, well... I don't know. Maybe thirty is thirty is my dream. I lie awake at night thinking okay. the Northman, please make thirty million dollars. I, I think that's a stretch. But something like King Richard, um, oh sure, would be able to find uh, an audience. Yes, yeah, I think King Richard is much more likely than uh, the Northman. So I think hopefully by summer we were at a place where people see more. Um, it'll be our second summer with a vaccine, and and I think that. The idea of if people stayed home thinking, well, I don't know about this. They'll, they'll see how last summer everything was pretty much fine. Um, that would be nice. But in the meantime, we do have plenty of movies coming out. Most of them franchise fair. And I just, there's all this talk of doom and gloom as far as theaters go. I feel like we will get back to a relative place of normalcy, uh, whether it's this year or not. You know, who could say? But I don't think the days of something like King Richard making $100 million are behind us. I just think it's going to be fewer and farther between. Um, there's a lot of movies coming out. There are. How many did you pick for your anticipated? I Well, let's see. I've got uh, yeah, quite the list. I've got four big blockbusters that interested me yeah. off the bat. And then... Five, six, seven, nine movies that I just kind of want to rattle off okay. as things to uh, things to keep an eye out for, without necessarily spending a ton of time talking about all of them. Okay, uh, uh, I picked seven, and most of them are big. Okay, uh, I just went through the list and I found seven. Few of them are franchise players, but all of them I think are. May, yeah, all of them are made by a major studio, but um, seven that I'm mostly looking forward to kind of throughout the year. So. Uh, do you have the release dates? Um, no, I do not. So we can't that. go chronologically. Okay. And uh, I know at least uh, at least one of mine on the list uh, does not have a release date and is unclear if it will be coming out next year at all. Okay. Well, my, it might. <laughs> my first one is Matt Reeves' The Batman. Yes, that is also on my list. March 4th. Imminent. 2022. Um, I mean, it just, the trailers look great. 
The look of it looks great. Matt Reeves hasn't missed yet, directorial-wise. Yeah. And so I think he's going to crush this. I, I agree. I could... I, I guess I could see a world in which this movie kind of disappoints, but I am not expecting it to. This seems, uh, you know, we Spider-Man is clear-cut evidence that superheroes can still hit huge, even in our current environment. Uh, if uh, if Spider-Man is the most popular hero, Batman's got to be right on his heels. Uh, and it just, it looks fucking awesome. I'm, I am incredibly excited for the Batman Oh yeah, what's uh, what's another one on your list? I so let's do a uh, let's do a non franchise fair, uh, but still blockbuster. Very excited for Jordan Peele's Nope. That's on mine as well. What is that? July twenty second, twenty twenty two. I still know uh, nothing about it. It seems to uh, by the posters and perhaps uh, early talk, it's uh, about a circus or carnival of some kind. Okay. I uh, I think the poster has like a circus tent on it. I don't know. I can look. Uh, or maybe like an amusement park. I thought it, in my mind it had like a uh, a big storm heading for a town. Okay, I think the, like I think it, yeah. There there is all there is also a big storm. At least okay. some uh, some ominous clouds. I. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Peele is. Uh, uh, that could be. A, it's very far in the distance. There's certainly. Okay. There's a kite string coming out of the cloud. All right. But I cannot tell what's actually in that. So this is a, uh, an represent. adaptation of the song Let's Go Fly a Kite. Sure. Uh, yeah, doesn't really matter what it's about, uh, to me at least. Uh, Jordan Peele is uh, two for two. Oh, yeah. I know, uh, I know the general consensus on us is that it's disappointing relative to Get Out. Which I think, like most things, are going to be disappointing relative yeah, to Get Out. Stupid. Every every movie cannot be a masterpiece. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, Us was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Us it. Us is great. I, uh, and I just I could not be more excited, especially because Jordan Peele is one of the few people working right now that can bring original blockbuster fare. Uh, oh yeah, he's a marquee screens. director. Marquee director. Um, my next one is Bullet Train. We'll stick in March. This oh. is, or July. What? Oh, Bullet Train's on my list. Uh, July 15, 2022. Five assassins find themselves on a bullet tr- Japanese bullet train, realizing their individual assignments are all interconnected. Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie Beats, Michael Shannon, Logan Lerman, Sandra Bullock, directed by David Leach of John Wick fame. Ooh, baby. You skipped Bad Bunny. No, I didn't. Pop sensation. I also skipped Joey King and Andrew Koji. Well, those just bad bunny. Okay. He wrestled at WrestleMania last year. Okay. Everybody's Sorry, fond of bad, bad bunny. bunny. I No, yeah, that movie sounds fucking awesome. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I'm more into Brad Pitt than ever. I uh, as well, you know, you listed off the supporting cast. That's uh, one, two, three, four. That's five just incredible supporting people along with Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock on a bullet train as assassins. Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah. Awesome. I, I could not, uh, could not be more ready for that movie to, I'm honestly ready for it to like kind of be a little underwhelming cause it just seems too perfect. I'm I, yeah, well, but, uh, but yeah, bring it, bring it to me now. What's another one for you? Uh, let's go back to the blockbusters. Uh, for me, one of my, uh, I think probably my most anticipated like box office story of the upcoming year is what goes on with Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Mm. Uh, 
will the uh, Spider-Man fever of No Way Home carry over into an unrelated Spider-Man project and turn this into uh, a breakout sequel like we talk about often Mm -hmm. on this show? Uh, Or will the fact that it's not related to the No Way Home universe... Uh, and also, we all just got more excited about Spider-Man than we ever have in our movie-going lives. Uh, kind of temper it and keep it as a uh, presumably very good, but still not quite main event superhero property. I can see either of those things happening. Uh, and I'm very interested to see which one it's going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> it's a lot of superhero movies coming out. Uh, that's a good choice. My next one is Bros. Ah, the Billy Eichner? Billy Eichner's uh, film that he co-wrote with the director Nicholas Stoller, who has a great track record of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, The Five-Year Engagement, uh, the Two Neighbors films. Um, and I, uh, it's the first romantic comedy for a major studio uh, where the two leads are homosexual men. And, um... Yeah, Billy, Billy's big chance here to be a leading man, and produced by Jed Apatow. I mean, yeah, give it to me. They they've also done an interesting thing where they've cast um, gay people in the straight roles as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Sort of a little reverse of the mm-hmm. classic Hollywood move there. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I don't I don't want this to come across as like a concern troll September or anything. September 30th. Cuz I uh, I love Billy Eichner. Very excited for the movie. Very curious to see how he's going to do as like a leading part because he's he's got like perfect supporting guy energy. Sure. His just his big, loud, vivacious attitude. I uh, you you have to imagine they're going to temper it uh, probably quite a bit to be the uh, uh, the lead of a movie uh, and will he still have that i bet he does because he's uh, obviously very talented and winning and we all like him uh, but it is uh, it is an interesting plot to follow well what's another one for you uh all right well this one's going to depend on your answer to the question uh is it just a netflix movie or are we getting a theatrical release also for knives out 2 yeah, they'll put it theatrically for, for probably not enough where we can see it. But yeah, it'll be playing in some theaters. Okay, just to, just to pop up here and there. Yeah, but right. Netflix doesn't care about box office numbers. So they'll do it in a few theaters to if it's good to get some kind of adapted screenplay consideration. but uh, And to appease Ryan Johnson. You know, sure. to be like, see, it was in theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're not. All right. Out. Well, this is a segment about our excitement for theatrical movie going. So uh, Knives <laughs> Out 2, you very excited for you you're filmed in greece that seems cool uh the first one is great sure uh get out of here uh instead let's talk about uh, a movie i know is coming out uh on christmas this is the one release date i have babylon that's on my list as well the next damien chazelle another brad pitt margot robbie this is a movie about old hollywood oh yeah i believe yeah i you know la la land big hit first man not not a big, big hit. hit good though yes it was good uh it was a very uh, very solid and well done movie curious where this one's gonna fall it's got the uh, it's got the names it's got sort of the environment to be sort of a uh, a romantic crowd pleaser perhaps not like necessarily uh, romantic in the uh, right like love sense but the broader sense on the other hand maybe it'll be like mank quite good but like Serious. Utterly forgettable. Um, 
Sure, I, I'm more. I'm more. I like, hope it's not, not like <laughs> not like a blockbuster. I hope fare. it has a few, a little more life in it than Mank does. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, you know, Chazelle hasn't missed yet, and he certainly earned my trust with both Whiplash and La La Land. Yes. Um, and so him diving in, we saw his appreciation for jazz and the the Hollywood MGM musical with All Land. So now he just gets to take on that industry entirely. Oh yeah, I cannot wait for that. Uh, I'm going to go with a little obscure movie that... Not obscure. It's a little obscure because no one's really talking about it, although it might be very bad. But Ticket to Paradise, which is coming out October 21st, is... It's got like a, you know, University of Chicago graduate Ren Butler accompanies her best friend Lily on a post-graduation jaunt to Bali. After Lily abruptly decides to marry a local, her parents try to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they once made 25 years ago. Ren stays in Bali for the festivities and in the process finds her own love with a local doctor. Um, Billy Lord is playing Ren. Caitlin Deaver is playing Lily. But the big thing here for me is that this romantic comedy, the headliners, George Clooney and Julia Roberts. And when they decide to do a mainstream movie, my ears perk up because they don't do that that often anymore. Sure. Is uh, Clooney directing this one? No. Perchance? Wonderful. Uh, You know, no shouts to the tender bar because I have not seen it yet. Uh, but so far, he has not quite availed himself as a director. Sure. That he is a very charming star man, right? So they're uh, just—they're not in major films anymore, mainstream movies, headlining certainly. So when they want to be in something, I pay attention. Yeah, those two have incredible chemistry. The Ocean's films were, uh, you know, anchored by a lot of things, but uh, them included. Yeah. So yes, that is a uh, that is not on my list, but uh, is exciting. Not a lot of people same. have heard about it. Sure. I've, I have heard about it. I just I just want to you know okay. show my bona fides here, uh, but not quite to the extent that I like knew what it was. But as you were describing it, I was like, oh yeah, that. I uh, I have only one more. How many do you have? I uh, let's see. I've been uh, I've been bouncing around here uh, a few. Let me knock out uh, let me knock out a few real quick. Yeah. Uh, another one that I think is going to be Netflix only, so we don't have to talk about it too much, uh, and don't know if it's coming out. David Fincher's The Killer. No, hmm. uh, probably Netflix. He does. He's in business with them. I no, think. It, it's definitely Netflix. Oh. I, it does. It doesn't seem to have an official release date yet. I've, so it might I've, not, I, I, uh, I've, I've not heard that title. Uh, yeah, starring Michael Fassbender, uh, his uh, hopeful return to being an interesting movie person, uh, based on a graphic novel about a uh, serial killer, as I believe. Uh, Fincher loves those. Yes, very, uh, very excited for that. But again, probably not theatrical fare. So we'll. Uh, Andrew Kevin Walker is going to write the script. I do not know that name. That's interesting. He did seven. Oh, that is interesting. And the Wolfman and some other stuff. Um, it's his production began in November, so probably next year. Yeah. I uh, another. Uh, Another couple of movies that are unclear if they're coming out next year, but might. Uh, Alex Garland's return to movie making with Men. I don't know. I uh, this is uh, this is going to get a theatrical release, as far as I can tell. Starts Jesse Buckley. Uh, not much is known about it yet, but I have loved Alex Garland's films, and will be very excited for anything he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that comes out. Uh, similarly, uh, Disappointment Boulevard. New Ari Aster. Yeah. I can't tell if it's going to be a comedy or a horror movie or both. Uh, multiple 
things I looked up said. I think he said it's a comedy. He he, he said it's both. I think. Yeah, he says it's going to be like like a horrific comedy or something like that. Sure, uh, that's what Midsommar was, but fine. Yes, I uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I. Uh, Parker Posey, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane is going to be in this That's movie. Cool. I made this list. I'm like, what the fuck is Lane? <laughs> Nathan Lane in an Ari Aster movie. Yeah. Really hope that comes out and can uh, perform like Midsummer and make twenty-five to thirty million dollars. Sure. Like my beloved Northman. I. Uh, let's talk an actual movie uh, and a, a, a time for moviegoers to repent for their past sins and go see Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah, Olivia Wilde's follow-up to Booksmart, where she met the love of her life, Harry Styles. Yeah, I uh, also Florence Pugh. Well, she's in it, but yes. it's not Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde's not dating Florence Pugh. That we life. know of yet. Sure. Uh, Chris Pine is going to be in this movie. Love Chris Pine. Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick Kroll. A lot of cool people are going to be in this movie. I, uh, and you know, Booksmart was great. Very excited for to see what Olivia Wilde has to do next. Florence Pugh is kind of at the height of her powers so far. Very excited for whatever she's got coming next. Uh, so there's just a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff going on with Don't Worry, Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, is that it for you? Okay. Oh, that, I just I didn't want to like rattle off all of. No, go go uh, go! You're on a roll. All right, let's see. I've got. Uh, I'm two... looking at Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. I've got two remaining. Such a weird cast they have in that movie, and the directors. Anyway, it's 2023. We don't have to worry about it right now. Okay. You have what? I have two remaining. Okay. I, uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great title. I still don't know if I'm on board with this fucking kid, but it's a great title. Did you uh, did you ever watch no. Shithouse? No, no, no okay. I watch Shithouse. I uh, a lot of great stuff going on in Shithouse. Weird so ending, but I was very fond of it. Uh, not so much weird ending; it's just like bad. It was a bad ending, but oh, uh, no. it was just like a weird, like tacked on scene okay. that we did not need. Uh, you know, like the do you do you mind spoilers for Shithouse? <laughs> no. So like it's he like, either gets with the girl or he doesn't. Yeah, like they they get together at the end. They uh, fuck. There's there's just do you, they fuck? They fuck at the beginning. What? Do you see them fuck? I forget. Damn. Not like explicitly. Damn. I. Uh, but so yeah, they they find they finally like get their shit together and get together at the end, mm-hmm. and then there's just like a it, there's like a cut to the end of college, just like showing them as a couple yeah. to be like ah see they are a couple that thing we said was going to happen has happened interesting and now the movie's over and it's interesting. just it's just unnecessary but I. Uh, Yes, I was really into a lot of what Shithouse had to offer. This is a Cooper Rafe, uh, writer, director, star in 2020. Uh, and this is follow-up, uh, also featuring Dakota Johnson, yeah. who I am famously a fan of for her acting talent. <laughs> I, I mean, you haven't seen <laughs> the other thing you would like her for, so... Sure. All the nudity uh, in Fifty Shades. You haven't yes, seen those no, movies? No, that's true. Uh, I have not. So... Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Just premiered at Sundance, and I understand is uh, getting well remarked upon so yeah. far. Uh, and then you want me to do a, you want me to do my last one here? Yeah, one I'm my, wondering uh, if we have the same one. One of my most anticipated is going Probably to be not. a simultaneous streaming and theatrical release. Then no, we don't have the same. So far one. as I can tell, but uh, I do believe it's getting some noticeable theatrical run. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, Apple TV. Yeah, probably the same as. Uh... I think it's Apple TV. It is probably the same as what Macbeth got recently. So, okay. Uh, yes the uh, the new uh, the new Scorsese, uh, 
adaptation of uh, a book of some kind that people like. Uh, I don't I don't really care what it's about. It's Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, yeah. Jesse Plemons is the star. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, uh, you know, Mar- fucking Martin Scorsese. It's in, it's incredible. We we all love Martin Scorsese. It makes You're wonderful a huge movies. Hugo fan. I love Hugo. The way it's about children <laughs> in the way I like my movies to be. Their perspectives are fully formed love and interesting as a result. I uh, and uh, Jesse Plemons is about as adult as it gets these days. Uh, just a just a well-fed man with a wife. All right. <laughs> Right. Is that what you think adult means? Just fat? I didn't say fat. Uh, sure. Yeah. No. Uh, you yeah. said a worse way. Yeah. No. I when I when I think of like kids in Hollywood, I think of like you fucking Euphoria and stuff. I uh, I don't. Sure. I, there's not there's there's not there's not as ma- there's not as many uh, filled out young actors. I'll say. But once you get to be an adult, you can do that kind of shit. I don't like filled out either. <laughs> okay. I, Especially when you talk about the kids on Euphoria. <laughs> fair. I they filled out nice. <laughs> okay, I have not seen Euphoria. I filled out my TV. I screen. have no idea how well they've filled out. Uh, I don't know what you imply. None of them stories. are fat. I don't think there's one. There's one that there's one that is, but it's a positive body. Jesse Plem- when Jesse Plemons yeah. was on, was in a high school show, he had to be skinny, and then yes. he graduated beyond that. And left all that behind. Okay. I uh, and I love him, and he's amazing. And Martin Scorsese I is also amazing. Love him. I do. It's great. I know. I uh, and that. Uh, yeah, that is my list. All right. Well, my last one isn't like my most anticipated, but it is the last one on my list we haven't talked about. And it is November 11th, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Ah, uh, yes. What the fuck is gonna happen in this movie? One wonders. I've heard tells of a very long funeral scene for T'Challa. Very long? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I, what are they going to do about Shuri? I mean, how big of a role will M'Baku have? Can Ryan Coogler take an unspeakable tragedy and turn it into a story that makes sense, moves forward, tells its own story, and honors the legacy of the late, great Chadwick Boseman? If anyone can do it, I'm confident it's Ryan uh, Coogler. Sure, he is a. You know, we we talked earlier about uh, Jordan Peele being a uh, a big mass market director. Ryan Coogler kind of exists in that same way. Uh, his ability to blend big mass market entertainment right. with just like goodness, being good. Uh, Black Panther, very good. Creed, very good. Both big blockbuster movies for all. Uh, so yes, I would have to trust him. I'm not sure. It's not really the individuals around. It's an individual around the movie that is a cause for concern. Let's say. Uh, There's a lot of eggshells that dude is walking on that that Coogs, and uh, I just I, that is the one I am most intrigued. You know, like I didn't like the first Doctor Strange, so I'm hoping this one's better. I know what Thor's going to look like because he did it for the last one. Sure. But I don't know what this is going to look yeah, like. Yeah, the, the Black Panther thing is tough. You know, you and I were talking, you, you mentioned Doctor Strange. Uh, the first one was, I think, uh, forgettable, mediocre at I best. I actively didn't like it. Yeah, uh, just to be to be generous, it was fine. Uh, but not anything that 
either you or I really care about. So I'm ready for Doctor Strange 2 to just be totally zany and off the wall and being like, look, there's Reed Richards. He's gone. There's Daredevil again. He's gone. What else is coming next? And like, I don't really need it to be like good. Uh, and I expect Thor will just be good because again, the last Thor was good and they're just going to do the same, uh, the same shtick. But, but with the Guardians uh, again. So. Yeah, exactly. It'll be fresh and new and fun. Uh, Black Panther was just quite good. Uh, so I'm not really ready for that movie to just be like zany and like lizard brain satisfying instead. I'd like it to also be a good movie. And yeah. yes, I am nervous, but excited. Perhaps sure. I'll sing a song about it later. And, uh, you know, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. We'll assume that comes out this year. The, uh, the new but, highest grossing movie of all time. All yeah, praise but, Avatar. yeah, I mean, I can't. They, I can't they, they swim. Anyway, there's a, there's a big tank of water. <laughs> there are plenty of good movies. Kate Winslet. There are plenty of good movies out this year. Go and see them in theaters, please. Yes. Um, what opened this weekend? Redeeming Love, which was that movie we saw like two trailers for. Go on. You don't remember it at all? I uh, no. I do. Re- I do remember. Marry me. Mute your computer. <laughs> I will and do pull that. up the Redeeming Love trailer and let okay. me know when you recognize it. It made uh, three and a half million. I mean, that's on a not a lot of theaters, just under two thousand. Oh, the one with the hooker! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it does have a sex worker in it. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, you know, it's per theater average was is the second best in the top ten and whatever. The King's Daughter, which stars like Pierce Brosnan, made less oh. made seven hundred twenty three thousand in eighth place. That's right. We're at a point where uh, not every movie in the top ten is making a million dollars. That opened in a super wide twenty one hundred seventy theaters, which is so many. Um, and did, made nothing, had nothing to show for it. If they'd shown more trailers advertising the star of the Matador and Ghost Rider, perhaps Ghost Rider's good. The crowds so, would have come out. Like the yeah, sure. Uh, I've seen neither of those movies. No aspersions cast you, on either of those movies. Have you not seen the Matador? I thought I showed it to you, and you didn't really like it. I, I guess that might be true. I don't know. Anyway, if you did show it to me. It did not leave an impression because I don't remember having seen the Matador. All right. Well, um, in its second weekend, Scream. Dropped uh, 59%, made another 12, 51 total worldwide. We're looking at 86. Uh, movie cost 24 to make. It is a hit. Um, it's not going to get anywhere near even the third Screams, uh, 89 million, I think is what that made domestic. But that's a decent hold for a sequel to a horror film, and it has already well surpassed the total of Scream 4, so the franchise is back. And then in our spotlights, uh, I mean, it's just got to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, We already talked about it officially passing uh, Black Panther, but now it has just about 40 million more to go to get to Avatar. It might be able to do it. Uh, That was a tiny drop, and it made another 14, so we will have to see. And finally, it worked. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, passed the domestic gross of Venom, which is wild. That seemed completely unreasonable uh, when it opened. And here it is. So Maybe when we talk about Venom 2, instead of going Venom, we should go Venom, Venom, because there's two of them. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't like doing the other one. Oh, it's kind of fun. (laughs) I'm 
Well, yeah. you've been doing it more than me. I've, That's I've, correct. I've more yeah. recently you do it, it a so few I'll... more times and you'll get pretty fucking sick of it. Okay. Well, I'll do it twice as fast because I'll be talking about Venom Venom. You'll get sick of it twice as fast. I will, exactly. All right. All That's right. it. Wonderful. Let's move on. No, that's the wrong page. Here we go. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did it make more? Dude, oh. oh, sorry. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. I was on a roll. Wow. I was on a roll. Don't let me stop you. It's time to play everyone's favorite game. Did it make more or less than Ted? I'll try to remember for next time. We all know how to play. I name I a movie. Care. You tell me whether it made more or less than Ted yeah. at the box office for a bonus point. You can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Your first film, World War Z. World War Z made to the British less. It did make less. That is correct. Two thousand and thirteen. Yes. Uh, also, open the same weekend as Monsters University. Hope uh, that's not on your list. Uh, it is not. Okay. <laughs> your second film. Oh shit! Now your second film, The Born Ultimatum. Hmm. I think that's really close. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say more. Yes. Whew. 2007. That is correct. 2007 and more. Uh, irrespectively, your final film, mm-hmm. not Monsters University, but another one for the kiddos. How to Train Your Dragon. Two. No, just How uh, to Train Your Dragon. Uh, uh, let's. I think that's less. That's correct as well. It is less. Yes, yes. And that. Oh boy, I'm gonna say 2000 and. 10 capitalized on the 3d boom from avatar listen i swear i'm not making this game easier than normal uh you know you're not supposed those to- numbers are very if i if i have the the picture in my head correctly those numbers are very close for those last two movies well i believe i picked very close ones yeah. to try to make it trickier you did uh, you're just uh, you're just on a roll in this game yeah uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna take a point from you one of these days. You did last week. No, I did not. You. I got uh, them all last week. I thought I missed one. You did not. You are perfect huh. so far. Missed one. I missed one. All right. I and congratulations. Thank to you. you. Of course, uh, come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? Yep. The year was 2011. The date was January 21st. This was week three. A film came out. And you better believe we saw it. As it opened number one. Hmm. Well, I know you already said it. What was the date? January 21st. Opened number one. Opened at Did we like one. it? I, I don't recall liking it. Uh, but mm. I was not predisposed to liking this movie. I don't think it has any sort of reputation. So at best, my guess is that it was okay. But might have been bad. Why did we see it? I don't really know. We saw it as a group, so perhaps it was just like a group With outing. Who? I our uh, our high school friends. Our high school I, friends, as I recall. Yes. Whoa. I believe that to be the case. The timing doesn't really match up. Well, but 
I th- I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Whoa. All right, give me clues, give me some clues. All right. You are looking for a, should I put this, a romantic comedy is how I should put it because that's what it is. It's a romantic comedy. Warm Bodies? It is not Warm Bodies. Okay. It's interesting that we would see a romantic comedy with a group of people. I know. Not really our bag. Did you want to see it? Not like, no. Yeah, no, you didn't want to see it. No, no, no. All right, anymore. Uh, Okay. Uh, This... It was one of those movies it was pretty similar to another movie that would come out very shortly after it. Oh. Okay. No strings attached. That's the one. And well remembered which one came first. Oh, yeah. Friends of Benefits was summer. Um, We did see this with a group. I think... I don't, I don't think you liked it. And I think I was like, yeah. Uh, that opened well. Number one. I'm going to say 24. It's a little high. 21. It's less high, but still high. Mm. 19.6. All right. That was a uh, bit too generous to no strings attached. But yeah, I know. I knew it made more than the other one, so I just I kind of... You did get it. I also want to shout out... Oh, no. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I, mis, uh, I misremembered the title. I, I had seen that The Way Back came out. Uh, really? Yes. And the uh, you think it was the Affleck one? No, I thought it was the, the way uh, way back. Yeah, I thought it was the way way back. The I way heard. back came out la- two years ago. No, I know this was Weird. also called the way back. Weird. You remember this way back? No. Uh, Siberian gulag escapees travel four thousand miles by foot to freedom in India. I think Colin Farrell was in this film. No. Uh, Okay, I didn't see it. I don't know why I remember it, but I uh, I do probably because of like the Colin Farrell. Probably, uh, I think it's probably because of the title of the way way back. I'm like this movie just came out a few years ago, with the same title but oh, slightly I think... different. I. Uh, <clears throat> you mean when the way way back was coming out? Yes, gotcha. it was still fresh enough for me to remember the way back having come out. Sure. And I was like, why the same title? I. So yes, no, that's not actually interesting in any way. All right. And that uh, marks the end of this weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything and nothing fucking open, so recommend a movie for the folks. Well. For this week slash weekend. Jesus Christ. I just scrolled down to the number of theaters. For Drive My Car? Yeah, it's going to be real hard for you guys to see Drive My Car. Yeah. Uh, however, we drove our, our car a little bit to see Drive My Car. If you have the chance, and it's only in 96 theaters last weekend. God knows that number's probably going down. Or up. Maybe awards starting to happen. If you have the chance. Oscar nominations are on the 9th. I thought it was truly great and would uh, wholeheartedly recommend it. It's very long. It's very much in Japanese, except for the parts that are in other languages. (laughs) I was going to say, actually. It's it's like 90% in Japanese. For a foreign language film, it's not very much in the foreign language. I'd call it like... 90% 90% Japanese, 5% Mandarin, and 5% English. 5% might be too high. On is the there English. any Korean in there? Oh, yeah, there is Korean. Yeah, there's uh, Korean. So, yeah, let's call it 90% Japanese, about... 5% English. Yeah, and then Korean and Mandarin and some Korean sign language. Yeah. Uh, Which, like, people of the world, like, let's get one sign language 
thing. Why sure. does there need to be differing ways to do it? Seems hard. I guess you could say that about regular language. Um, <laughs> you certainly could when you put it that way. And when I say regular language, I mean the more commonly spoken language, not regular as in. Yes, yes. Yeah. You understand. I do. I agree. Drive My Car is uh, fucking great, and you should definitely go see it. And um, it's absolutely stunning and wonderful, and it's, it's worth the big screen experience. And it doesn't necessarily feel like three hours. No. Um, it's kind of segmented in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Opening credits are forty-five <laughs> minutes into the movie. Still, wanted, which is wild. Insane. One of the one of the biggest heat checks I've seen this last year. Yeah. Great. For real, like, Great and stuff. forty-five minutes, and intro is done. <laughs> yeah, the movie has begun now. <laughs> Prologue finished. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Yeah, just mini series. And we've set up our story. Like what? <laughs> you told most of your story, right? No. <laughs> it's yet to begin. We barely told you anything about what's going to happen. You've not yet met. We the just woman told that's you going to drive his car. Yeah, we just told you about the wife. Um, no, it's really great. And she uh, actually wrote all his books. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were Japanese people go, sitting around and be like, "Guys, remember the wife?" <laughs> no, he's referencing all his books. The Glenn Close film, "The Wife," Obviously. is what he's referencing from 2019. Um, yeah, so I absolutely recommend Drive My Car. Go find it and see. It. I'm done. And she didn't win any award. No, that was tough. She lost to Olivia Coleman. Yeah, sorry, Glenn. All right, uh, wrap us up. Plug right. us up. You can come find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. Soon to be sharing that platform with Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, which I assume will also be released as a podcast. If I know Marty. <laughs> and you do. Uh, so yeah watch out for that the Spotifyers have Michelle Obama whatever we got Marty no no longer has Neil Young that's a shame you hear about that I did I kind of thought they'd be on the same side I haven't really been following but like seemed like they'd be compatriots Neil and Joe yeah I guess guess not but Spotify really was just like no we know where that money is baby (laughs) you mean Joe Rogan brings in more traffic than Neil Young same thing happened to us too yeah yeah someone came against our show and they were like you know how dare you some movie that we didn't like that everybody else did is actually good yeah it's either I'm gonna cancel my service or you take them off the service you will remove radio lab sirs and madams and uh, Spotify stuck with us they had our back yeah sorry radio lab um alright that's it next week jackass is opening yeah no wait Thursday. No, <laughs> God damn it. We got another week of nothing, folks. So come for the games. Standing. Our most anticipated movies of 2023. Nope. Come for, you know, maybe we'll do a game where we predict the highest grossing movies of the month. Oh, I like that. Who knows? Um, My prediction is they, them, us. Come for the, come for the games. Uh, stay for the love of God. So that's it. We'll see you next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.